is the Brush Up on EMS podcast that challenges common thought in EMS, helps with beating that national registry exam, and breaks down the barriers of tough topics in EMS, making them easier to understand. These EMS tips, tricks, and thoughts can be found right here. Don't touch that pause button because here's your host, Bob. Have you ever found yourself standing in a bathtub, holding a patient up, wondering, how did I get here? Why did I get inside this bathtub? What was running through my mind to think that getting in this bathtub was the best way to get this patient out of the predicament they're in? Well, today on Brush Up on EMS, we're going to be talking about why it's okay to suck. It's okay to fail. It's okay to not be good at something. Honestly, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. So, today, let's discuss why it's okay to fail, fall forward, have that ignorance, that lack of that knowledge, and get better. You know, when I care for patients, I screw up. I fail. I am not the best provider in the world. But the difference that puts me above the other guy is that I don't stop at my failures. When I fail at something, I get back up and I try again. What this concept that we're talking about today on Brush Up on EMS basically is, is a coined phrase that people have used that actually the psychologist that created it didn't actually put to title, but it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. You know, I didn't really understand the Dunning-Kruger effect when I first heard about it, but then I started to look into it and my golly gee willikers, I realized that this effect was exactly what I was doing in the field of EMS. Now, when I first started in EMS, you know, it was one of those mental things that I had to get over was that I constantly was looking for someone else to teach me. And my mentor, Joe Hickert, when he took me under his wing, when I first started in EMS, He constantly challenged me to look up information, to research the information that I was needing to look it up and understand and comprehend what I was looking at and figuring out that, you know, I can't be looking at other people to always give me the information I'm looking for. So... When we talk about ignorance, we talk about smart people, we talk about dumb people, we talk about individuals in life who just don't seem to understand or people who seem to be exceedingly smart. The thing that separates one from another 
in this world is how they deal with things they don't know. I always remember the phrase that my parents always talked about growing up, and my dad always would say, the more you know, the more you realize what you don't know. If the more we know, we start to realize what we don't know, then that's incredible. Because it says, the more information I'm gaining, the more I'm realizing that the information I'm gaining shows that my brain is not, you know, so infinite in knowledge capabilities and that the, the knowledge that I could gain is infinite out there, but my brain is, is actually finite. That I'm not seeing everything that I could be seeing. That I could understand more. So my previous conceived notions that I had about an idea now may not be the correct idea that I originally had. And so it goes back to that effect that we were talking about, that Dunning-Kruger effect. And the Dunning-Kruger effect basically is a graph. And on this graph, on the y-axis, we have confidence. And on the x-axis, we have competence. So how good you are at something and then how knowledgeable or how you think how knowledgeable you are on something. And so when they talk about confidence, they say you have low confidence or high confidence. And then on the competence, they show ignorance being on the left-hand side and knowledge being on the right-hand side. So if we're in the very bottom, we're ignorant and we have low confidence. But really, when you start out in any course or any knowledge-gaining subject, there is an initial point where your ignorance goes to a high confidence level, but your confidence, your amount of knowledge that you know, is very low. And so you're still very ignorant, but you're staying in a very high confidence level. And what happens is you go to the top in the Dunning-Kruger effect, to the top of what's called Mount Stupid. I know it's kind of an odd name to put at the top, but you know, we call people, you know, quit being so stupid, quit being stupid. And you get to the top of this mountain and you have this high confidence level, but you, you have like little to no competence. And what happens is you get in that bathtub, you realize you just made a mistake. Why, why did you get in this bathtub with this naked patient who fell in there thinking that this was the best way to get a patient up when you're getting inside this slippery bathtub? And if you lift this patient up, you're going to fall down and the patient's going to be on top of you. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? And that's exactly what happened to me. You got to the, I got to the top of Mount Stupid. And once I got there, then I had this dramatic fall. And this happens all the time in courses and, and things that we're taking in our lives or some type of career or hobby or whatever. We have a high confidence level starting out and then we realize we don't know what we thought we knew. Because the more you know, the more you realize what you don't know. And that's at the top of Mount Stupid and you fall down into what's called the Valley of Despair. The Valley of Despair. And in the Valley of Despair, a lot of people tend to stay there. They have a failure. They have this, this issue that they get into this valley and they don't want to come out of it. 
they stay in this valley and this despair valley we could also call something of the effect of something like depression and when someone has depression they kind of be are you know in this valley of despair but then as they start to realize this and the realization that they do suck is the best thing for them when you realize you do suck you have recognition that you are ignorant and that you have to learn then when they seek knowledge they become enlightened and they start heading up what we call the slope of enlightenment and as they continue up the slope of enlightenment it does happen again that they will have a chance to go up another mount stupid but this is mount a little less stupid and then they fall down there in the valley of despair and they go back up and then we have the twin peaks of semi-stupid and they keep going down and up but each time they fall they don't fall as far it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them let me say that again it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them so you know a lot of times I hear people say well that person's smart or that person's dumb well honestly just being smart by definition is having or showing a high degree of mental ability okay so you you're really smart in that subject but obviously that means you're going to be very ignorant in another everyone is ignorant in some way shape or form but we don't always know that we're ignorant sometimes we don't realize it and actually psychologists are showing that we we will never know if we're ignorant because we're ignorant that we're ignorant we have the lack of knowledge that we have the lack of knowledge but then when we start gaining knowledge the more we know the more we realize what we don't know so think about this and this is going to get a little confusing so hang on if we don't know what we don't know that someone else thinks that they know therefore we believe they are smart and we are dumb and dumb by definition means lacking intelligence so if we don't know what we don't know we're ignorant and we're ignorant of our ignorance and we think that someone else knows something i.e. they're smart therefore we believe they're smart and by the process of elimination if they're smart therefore we are dumb but honestly if we thought of the Dunning-Kruger effect as a map and we said someone was at the top of Mount Stupid and that's where we say someone is smart we might be in the valley of despair we might have low confidence in ourselves and they might have high confidence in themselves and that's what's separating us from one another that it's a confidence level issue not a competence level issue you both might be on the same level but one might have higher confidence than the other so here's the question how do we get better confidence in ourselves so that we can become better competent and when it comes to EMS how do we become better competent providers and have high confidence and when we fail get back up and try again
Honestly, it comes down to one component and one component only. Critical thinking. What is critical thinking? Well, critical thinking is the objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form a judgment. Okay, that was a really long sentence, and I probably lost a few of you on that. But the objective analysis, we've got to look at something, and we've got to analyze it, evaluate it for a specific issue, so that we can come to a conclusion, a judgment. And you know, when it comes to critical thinking in the back of the ambulance, a wise mentor of mine talked about a saying, you've got to think outside the box within the box. you got to think outside the box and have creative abilities using the tools and techniques you have within the box. And that doesn't always mean the ambulance. Sometimes it means your brain. you got to think outside the lines, the confines of the box, the confines of the problem. You've got to enact analyze I don't even know if that's a word you got to analyze the problem you've got to evaluate the problem come to a particular conclusion on the problem and so I kind of break it down into a three-step process when it comes to critical thinking you got to use analysis you got to analyze the problem you have to then choose a solution and then you have to answer the problem or solve it. And the the best way to put this is my acronym ACT. Analyze the problem, choose a solution. Now it's time to solve the problem. ACT. We got to act on it. Not every time do we have three days to come up with a solution in the back of the ambulance. Sometimes we have about 30 seconds. You see a patient sitting in a chair and you have to figure out how to move them quickly and efficiently because their heart rate is quickly climbing, their blood pressure is quickly going down, and they're going into some form of shock. And we've got to act. And we've got to act quickly. And we've got to use critical thinking. We've got to look at this problem. We've got to analyze the problem. We've got to evaluate it. And then I'm going to coin that word, analyze. We've got to evaluate the problem figure out this issue, and then come up to a conclusion. So, look at the problem, choose a solution, now it's time to solve that problem. Critical thinking has several different skills that go with it. I mean, we have analysis, interpretation, how you interpret the problem, how you infer, how you take the knowledge and come to a conclusion, how you explain the problem, how you use self-regulation, basically, this is why I sucked on this last call, and this is how I'm going to prove for the next one. Open-mindedness. Hey, somebody else has a better idea than I do, and I'm okay to take their idea. And then problem-solving. You've got to be able to problem-solve. And I think that's why my mentor used the phrase, think outside the box, inside the boxes. You've got to be able to improvise, adapt, and overcome. And by using critical thinking... We can think through these problems. So we can use that acronym ACT. We can use analysis for the problem. We can choose a solution. may not be the best solution to choose. That's the thing we have to realize. It may not be the best solution. 
We don't have to be perfect. You know, we may be smart in one subject, but we may be dumb in another. We may be ignorant, and that's okay. But we have to choose a solution, right, wrong, or indifferent. And then after that, once you choose that solution, and it's time to act on it, it's time to solve that problem, right, wrong, or indifferent. And then afterwards, we've got to reflect. We've got to have that self-regulation to reflect on our problem so that when we climb up that Mount Stupid and we make that decision to time to solve the problem because we had high confidence and we fail, it's okay to fail. Because then we fall down in the valley of despair and we say, man, we screwed up. I screwed up. That was the dumbest decision I ever made. The lack of knowledge. The dumbest decision. The lack of knowledge on the situation. Oh my goodness. How many times have we been presented with a situation that we have never seen before in the world of EMS? And you had lack of knowledge on that situation. And what do you say? Well, I didn't have any experience. Well, guess what? Experience is one of the things we derive from and take from to help with critical thinking. So why do you look at another provider and say, oh my gosh, they're so smart. Oh, I just can't believe it. This person is just the most amazing person in the whole wide world. They just know everything. You know why they know everything? Experience. You know why they also know everything? Because they've fallen into that valley of despair about 20,000 times and they've gotten back out of it. And each time they get back out of it, they're a little less stupid. And over time, they become more enlightened and more enlightened. The thing is, if they're willing to share that information that they have, they can help start passing on that wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge plus experience. If we can share our experience with our knowledge, then we can help others. So let's just say you're back at the station. You've had that tough call that you analyzed the problem. You chose the solution. And then you solved a problem. But it was the wrong solution. And now you're kicking yourself. You're in that valley of despair. How are you going to get out of it? you got to use critical thinking. you got to sit there and say, Okay, now it's time to go back to that problem that I focused on earlier. And I chose a solution. It was the wrong solution. It's like doing a math problem. You got the wrong math problem. Don't give up. Try again. So identify the problem or question. And then now it's time to gather some data, opinions, and arguments for the situation. Dwell on it. Think about it. Think about other people's opinions. How would you handle this situation? We do this all the time without thinking about it. We go back to the situation. Well, how would you have handled that situation or what would you have done if you were in my shoes and this is what we call backseat quarterbacking then we analyze and evaluate the data so someone says well i wouldn't have done that if i was in your situation and you say well well, well why wouldn't you have well because if i was in your situation i would have done this well why would you have done that so you're questioning you're analyzing the data and they say well because I had a call like that once, and I failed.
Oh my gosh, look at that again. We have people's confidence being high. They failed off Mount Stupid. They fell into the Valley of Despair. And then they took that experience and then they went into the Slope of Enlightenment. And they say, I wouldn't do that. Well, why wouldn't you have done that? Because I experienced that. And they took their experience and their knowledge and they grew from it. And then they take those assumptions and they identify them, whether they're biased, whether they're right, wrong, or indifferent. And then they start establishing significance from some of those assumptions by looking up information, by actually looking for correct information, not looking for things on Facebook or Twitter, but actually going to solid articles. I mean, for heaven's sakes, look up the basis of a word in a dictionary. Start there. Learn where to find information. You've got to trust your resources. And a resource is not Facebook. A resource is not Twitter. A resource is not Pinterest. It can direct you to a resource. But resources are out there. And for heaven's sakes, if you need a good resource and you don't know where to find one, go get a library card and go to your public library. That's probably the best resource you could get is a solid book. And then take those assumptions from that book. Establish some significance on that assumption. And then make a decision and reach a conclusion. Hey, what are we back to? We're back to that analyzing a problem, choosing a solution, and it's time to solve the problem. Critical thinking is a continual process. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a continual process. And then once we get this idea and we start having enlightenment, we need got to share it with other people. Once you share your experience and knowledge, you, you become a very wise person. A smart person knows knowledge. A wise person has experience with knowledge. You can spout all the information you want, but when it comes to the actual instance that you're in and how you respond, that's where the rubber meets the road. Albert Einstein said, Education is not learning of facts, but training, but training the mind to think. It doesn't mean that we just learn facts and we're able to spout it like we've got this wonderful trivia. Oh, great, you got a whole bunch of useless facts. It's all about training the mind to think. You got to make the mind think. And once you start thinking, you have to say to yourself, it's okay to suck. It's okay to fall down in that valley of despair, but I got to get out of it. And I'm going to have better confidence the next time. So once you start increasing that confidence, your confidence is also going to increase. And it's going to keep going on a general trajectory away from your low ignorance, your ignorance, and your low confidence. And you're going to start moving towards a high confidence and a high knowledge, hopefully with wisdom using that experience. So again, it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them. So, let's go back to me in that bathtub. So here I am in this bathtub, trying to get a patient up, and I slip and fall. And the patient falls on top of me. And uh, it's embarrassing. And uh, I fell down in that valley of despair. Was that the only time I ever did that? <laughs> Heck no. I've done it bunches of times. But it's coming out of that valley of despair with the slope of enlightenment. You know, I go back and I don't stop at anything so that I can make sure that 
I get better for the next time. Don't settle for mediocrity. Get better. And so you have to be able to understand, use your experience, recognize, and become familiar. Huh, those words sound a little familiar to a word we've already talked about. Knowledge. Hey, what's the base word of knowledge? Know. To know something means to understand, to experience, to recognize, become familiar. So, it goes back to, are they really smart? Showing a high degree of mental ability? Are they ignorant? I have a lack of knowledge? Or is it that they're dumb? They lack intelligence. But the more we know, the more we realize we don't know. So, it's okay to suck. And it's okay to get better. You don't want to stay in that valley of despair. The biggest thing I want you guys to take away from this podcast is the fact that when you do fail, fail forward. When you fail, it's okay. Get back up again. Try again. Learn from your mistakes and recognize. Recognition is the key to getting better. Make sure that you take those experiences, you start applying them, you use that knowledge and you use that confidence level and you keep building on it and you keep getting better. Don't stay in that valley of despair. As Albert Einstein said, I'll reiterate it, education is not learning of facts but training the mind to think. It's training yourself that, hey, I screwed up. I'm going to get better. I'm going to become a better critical thinker and I'm going to start looking at the information and start understanding what I need to do. I need to know what I need to do. And to know that you need to go find the information somewhere is already that recognition. And each time you're presented with a problem, act on it. Act on the problem. Analyze the problem. Choose a solution. And then finally, it's time to solve the problem. Use the critical thinking to think outside the box, inside the box. Remember, you're not going to be the best provider out there. But if you can recognize that you're not the best provider out there, then you'll become a great provider. Providing competent, compassionate care in the world that we live in to the people we serve in EMS. I hope this was enlightening for you guys and uh, maybe might be a little bit hard to swallow i know it is for me just talking about it i'm thinking about things that i need to work on and that i have a high confidence level that i'm about to fall down the mount stupid and fall into the valley of despair but i hope wherever you are during this uh time in our nation and world uh, that you're staying safe protect yourself protect your families Hug the ones you love. Take care. And from all of us at Brush Up on EMS, I'm Bob. And remember, always challenge the common thought processes of this world.
Stay up on all the brush up on EMS genre from Facebook to YouTube to the new thing that we've got, podcasts. Podcasts can be found on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and various other web podcast suppliers. You also can like, comment, and subscribe on Facebook, Podcasts, and YouTube. So stay up on all the brush up on EMS genre.